It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Welcome to the show today. We're going to be talking to a very special guest that is doing incredible work. Uh, his name is Taddy Bletcher, and he won the 2006 Skoll Award for Social Entrepreneurship for his work in South Africa. I don't know if you remember, but there was a big campaign years ago called The Fees Must Fall, where uh, a lot of the people in South Africa were protesting because they were raising prices in university. It's a very big challenge in a lot of areas where they don't have access to education, and Taddy is changing that. He is creating access. He's giving free access with his programs and strategies that he's putting in place, and this is something that is scaling to uh, other areas outside of South Africa, so we've been working closely with uh, Taddy and uh, his counterpart, uh, Gabby, in learning about what they're doing and, and things that we can do to help, and we are excited to share this story, um, and we're going to let Taddy do a lot of the talking here about everything that's going on. So hold on for a few seconds and we're going to dive into that discussion um, shortly. Just a reminder about January, we got a big a big kickoff for the new year, and that is with Nobel Peace Prize winner um, Mohammed Yunus with Grameen Bank. Uh, we had an incredible interview and discussion, and we're excited to kick off the new year with Dr. Yunus and an interview with Brian Goldberg, who's the founder of the company, the media company, uh, Bustle. I mean, these guys are cranking out 40 to 50 million uh, visitors a month. Um, it's pretty incredible stats. He is a media master. Um, you're looking to grow your business and scale up. This guy's got a lot to tell you. Um, Guys, stop by the store, leave us a review. And for those that have, we very much appreciate it. This helps us a lot. Okay, guys, let's dive into this conversation with Taddy. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Taddy, thanks so much for joining the Change Creator Podcast show today. I'm real excited to chat with you. How you doing? Thank you so much, Adam. And uh, it's a great pleasure to be on your show. And uh, anything to do with social entrepreneurship, I'm always part of it. So that's great. (laughs) I know you are. You're doing a lot of things. I can't even. I can't even keep up with reading about everything you're doing, let alone actually (laughs) doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, So you know, I like to just get a little bit of background. I, I know. I think it was in 1995 or so where you started. You know this whole process um, with your your program and the vision for bringing this um, you know educational model that gives people access to education uh, who don't have it can you tell me you know a little bit about what you were doing just before 1995 and and what led you to this vision okay uh, so Adam uh as you know, freedom and democracy came to South Africa in 1994, and uh, Nelson Mandela got let out of jail in 1990, and the first democratic free elections happened in 94. And I, I was working as an actuary. Um, uh, it's like kind of insurance mathematics, risk analysis, all that type of thing. Um, and then I was working for a global US-based strategy company called Monitor Company, mm-hmm. uh, which I did for several years. And um, I was actually about to immigrate and go to the state. 
jobs and I'd organized jobs in three continents. And I'd bought my air ticket. I'd packed up, you know, 41 boxes of stuff, uh, even more than 41 boxes. I, I, I can't even remember the exact number. It was about 43 boxes of clothes and my record collection <laughs> and all that old stuff, you know. And, and then two weeks away from emigrating, I decided, had this huge change of heart. I stayed up all night one night and uh, I'd been kind of feeling a bit sick at the thought of leaving and running away from all the problems in the country. And many, many people were leaving and emigrating and thinking, you know, there's a lot of crime. Who knows what's going to happen in this new democratic South Africa? And, and li literally, we've lost about three, four million skilled, educated people to the US, to Australia, Canada, everywhere else. And I stayed up all night. I decided I don't want to run away. It's like a chicken thing to do. And I want to really try and make a difference. And um, yeah, and by the morning, I was kind of resolved that I was going to stay. Everybody thought I was crazy. And uh, I didn't know how long I'd do it for, but it's now uh, 20, let me just work that out, 1995 up until now. That's 22 years later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was 27. I'm, I'm turning 50. Uh, this year, and I've spent 22 years loving uh, being a social entrepreneur. As hard as it is, and and the amazing challenges that come along, uh, it is it's just been an, an unbelievable experience. Yeah, well, I love to hear that. You know, it's a great experience, and it is challenging. I think you know it's supposed to be a challenging process, and that process though is part of what the that and you're supposed to enjoy that process. It's part of the the experience, um, and I you know it's all the little wins of the little challenges, the big challenges, you know, the ups, the downs, but, um, you know, it's nice to have a vision, but so many people focus on the end point and they forget to enjoy, you know, the whole process of creation. I, I love what you're saying. It is totally true. And, uh, and what I've realized and, 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 and boy, I mean, we, 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 we've had our moments of, of, of challenge, <laughs> um, particularly like say 10, 10 years ago, we kind of almost had a hostile takeover of our board and wow. uh, I, I mean, kind of, uh, you know, whole situation we can talk about either now or another time, but, um, you, you know, you got, you go through like really hard times, but Every time we've had a challenge, when I look back in hindsight, I can just see, you know, the universe was actually protecting us because something magnificent came out of it. And whether you grow, you learn, you pivot, you, you know, it's, it's just, it's a process. And that's why I agree with you. You have to enjoy every moment and you've got to, you've got to love the people you're working with. You've got to love your cause. You've got to love uh, the day to day because that's how you get up every day. And, exactly. you, you know, you just, you just keep, keep, keep doing it. And it's um, oh, it's a privilege. It's it's really yeah. a privilege, and, and I, I must say, I do love every moment of it. Uh, we're very much on the same page in our thinking. You know, I I write articles and try to share you know the little experience I have um, doing startups and my professional experience. And what I've learned is, you know, starting this current brand that I have, just like you said, it's it it, it motivates you to wake up in the morning when it aligns to who you are. It becomes a reflection of who you are, and that just is inspiring. It you wake up with a very different perspective every day than going into a job that you are just doing for. Or, you know, paying the bills and things like that, which a lot of people, that's, that's what happens, right? So <laughs> that's <it's> right. No, <laughs> it's indescribably different. It is indescribably yes. different. Uh, it is, it, it, it's, it's like kind of owning the world rather than working in the world. It, that, that's kind of like Ooh, the I difference. Like that. If, I gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, it is like, you know, taking accountability and saying, 
I'm not going to blame anybody for the status quo. I'm going to like wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm going to take ownership and responsibility and I'm going to bring change and I'm going to, you know, inspire other people to bring change. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm never going to give up and I'm just going to keep going. And the incredible thing, you know, I saw Steve Jobs uh, interview the other day, which I really found very moving and, you know, I, I, you know, love what he achieved and, and, and so on. But he just spoke about this thing of uh, the moment your life changes is when you realize that the people who've created everything around you and all the kind of crap that goes on in the world yeah. are actually no smarter than you. They're yep. no, they're no better than you. And if, if, if you want to prod the universe, um, you know, the universe will respond to you. And, 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 and that I've just 100% found to be true is, you know, we, we, we grow up and we think we learn history in school and we think, things like apartheid just happened to us and all these other people have done all this stuff that we have to live with and, and accept. And as I've grown up and I've just realized, you know, I'm going to take responsibility and, you, you know, we're going to change these things. Then you just, you go into a whole new paradigm where it is, you know, it, it, it's just an incredible sense of freedom that nothing is fixed. Everything is changeable. If, if you can prove to people there's a better way, if you can find the right leverage points, um, you know, if you can be smart enough about it and yeah. committed enough, you, you actually can change anything. And history doesn't just happen to us. We create it. Yep. And every day we're creating it. And if we want to just be mediocre, living like the status quo and just, you know, getting a job and getting a paycheck at the end of every month, we are so missing life. It is like, it is just a tragedy. It is a tragedy of night. It is a tragedy, night. yeah. It's a treadmill. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, I love what you're saying. And uh, yeah, it makes sense. So, you know, you're right. And Steve Jobs, I, I've heard that discussion too. He's like, once you learned you could poke holes in it, you know, your whole world changes. And you can poke holes. And to your point, it's not, that doesn't mean it's easy. You just wake up because you decided to do it. It means that you're going to probably have a really hard time, but um, I That's think with right. persistence, um, yeah. you, know, you can get to the end point, but you're probably going to have to deal with a lot of struggle and, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, that, everyone hears about the overnight success, but it ne it's never overnight. It's over <laughs> five years of getting your butt kicked, 10 years, you know. <clears throat> I look at guys like yeah. Milton Hershey with Hershey Chocolate, and this guy went bankrupt yeah. several times. Nobody would give him a dollar, but he still kept going, kept going. 100% <laughs> <Yeah>. Nike, <laughs> Uh, there's so many stories. I mean, yeah, Steve Jobs getting fired from Apple. I mean, there's right, just so exactly. many. And, 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 and that is the absolute truth of it. It is the absolute truth of it. And so what I always say to people, and, and, and I'm glad that people like you, Adam, are doing what you do because um, you're kind of, in a sense, you're normalizing and respectivizing, I don't know if there's a word, um, the field of social entrepreneurship and people like the Skoll Foundation and Ashoka, Echo and Green and others have been doing that because, you know, up until, you know, relatively recently, there wasn't a name for this. Nobody gave it really any credit. These were just kind of like the weird people who didn't fit in the normal, yeah. you know, kind of go get a nine to five job type of thing. And, and uh, you know, this incredible, massively growing group of people around the world that are not happy with the state quo and give their lives up uh you, you you know to to really change 
something around a cause that they're passionate about and they know can be different and uh, and over time they prove it to be so is what what, what I've realized is it is like the journey of a long distance runner you, the change doesn't happen overnight but it it happens incrementally and you know every now and then you can look back and you can see that mighty wall fell down but every day you're chipping away at like a little stone and another yeah. little stone and a little stone comes down um, and, and then all of a sudden the whole wall is gone um, you know a big part of it and and so I always say to people who are starting out as social entrepreneurs and you know in the various networks I'm in just it is the journey of a long distance run and this is a marathon it is not a sprint um, you, you, you have to look after yourself each and every day you've got to love every single moment of it uh, the hardships uh, the good times you know e everything else uh, but you've got to eat properly you've got to get enough sleep you can't stay up all night every right. single night you know week in week out month after month um because you'll die and, and you will not <laughs> be able to achieve your 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 cause and yeah. and so think think long term but enjoy the moment like yeah. think long term yeah. super smart um yeah and, and 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 that's what you just have to do exactly yeah and that's where like people like ariana huffington she was just on our january edition cover and she's all about burnout and redefining success and i think that aligns to exactly what you're saying um it's really you know just kind of having a holistic approach to life and not um just running around the clock and, and i always feel like it's not about the number of hours you put in it's necessarily about the quality of those hours and making sure that yes. you know you're that you're putting your efforts towards the right things that, that, that is totally true and i just want to say Ari ariana huffington um you know i read her life story i greatly respect what she's done and achieved but interestingly enough like when she had that total breakdown you know kind of yeah. like workalism break breakdown mm -hmm. and i think she woke up in in her own vomit type of thing and <laughs> uh, uh you, you know like she um she ended up learning this meditation that i do called transcendental meditation and i'm a, i'm just a huge advocate of that um i don't teach it but um huge proponent of it in our work and so on because great leadership and exactly what you're talking about about whether you work hard and long hours um you, you know there was a study that was done on 100 of the greatest leaders that have ever lived and the only thing that they found in common with all of them because they're everything that could be different about them is different but they all take some time in every day which could be called quiet time or deep reflection or prayer or meditation right. or whatever you call it but it's just stepping out of the forest for a little bit of a moment or going above the forest and then you just kind of see the whole forest see everything in its place and then instead of being perpetually reactive you can really be proactive in your thinking and this for me is what makes the difference between great entrepreneurs and just average entrepreneurs because you you, you have everybody's got it tough there's nobody that has it easy i mean it is whatever you're trying to do if you're trying to pick something great to do it is going to be tough as hell and you, you know it's going to be like moving a mountain um, but but if if you take that time and you allow also the power of the subconscious to work uh, you also allow yourself you know that just deep inner kind of reflection space yeah. so you're not always responding to tweets and facebook <laughs> yeah. and 
you know, and, and every kind of, you know, email that's coming in and bombarding you and just perpetually being reactive, um, that's where the, it's those moments of quietness where the greatness comes and, and you just get those eureka uh, moments. And instead of working for 10 years in the wrong direction, you get one defining insight and, you know, you get the whole thing done in like, you know, three months rather than 10 years. And it, it's both at a macro level and it's at a micro level. It's mm-hmm. like it happens every day and, and it happens in terms of the big picture that um, for, for, for me that makes all the difference yeah no I love it I'm actually a big fan of transcendental meditation as well are you doing 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon that, that, that's right I've been doing it a long time <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did that for a good year and I do it in the mornings now it's part of my morning routine and I, I don't do it in the afternoon I, I just I know I should but I, I lost that habit but um, I noticed after a while when I did stop after first year I did it 20 in the morning 20 afternoon and then after a year uh, I was like man I really I was really in a calm state focused like it really did make a difference but you don't realize it and and I I didn't realize it until I stopped and then I was like wow my thoughts are racing all over the place like I'm not as focused I feel stressed Um, and I had to start implementing it as part of my morning routine again Um, man it's a powerful exercise no, that's totally true. Eh? The 21 habits of highly effective people. Yes. It is just, you know, just one of those habits that I think if, 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 you, if you take just a little bit of time every day, people often say, how am I going to get the 20 minutes? But heck, it yeah. saves you a lot of time. <laughs> because if your mind is clear, I, I mean, for me, it is all about having a clear mind, a clear heart, purity of intention. Um, you, you, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. This whole kind of whatever war you're out there fighting, it is an inner war. That, that is the bottom line it's like the game of life is played inside you know yeah. and 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 when you have that crystal clear clarity in your own mind of the direction to go in or how to solve problems or things like that then then it's just done then the universe knows what you want and it's going to just open the doors and the things are going to happen but if you're dull and confused and tired and just repeating mistakes all the time and not learning and you just don't see stuff you don't hear yeah. stuff you don't you don't really listen to people you just you just too burnt out you're just too stressed out you know responding to a million things you, you know things like that then, then it's just it's just that those golden nuggets that you just got to kind of pick up that yeah. are along your path and you just pick it up and you just look at it and you go oh my god that is the answer that i've been looking for and 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 that solves that problem and um and that's the thing because if you want to do anything breakthrough and it's not just one big breakthrough it's like multiple small breakthroughs middle-sized breakthroughs and big breakthroughs um, you, you just got to be alert enough to see them because if you're just going to be blundering your way through, um, you know, even if you're doing that with passion, you're going to miss a lot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and, and that's where the whole persistence, you know, characteristic comes into play because like you said, you have small wins, you have big wins, you're going to have your losses and you, you're going to, you know, you have to be willing. And when you're doing that meditation, it's easier to get through those harder times because you'll kind of keep a big picture perspective on, you know, what's important I think and uh, and you know what I learned about persistence my wife and I went backpacking in the Grand Canyon and I always use this analogy because it just strikes me we were backpacking way out there and we went down this really cool like canyon area where it was um, 
you know, there was water running through and the, the guide that we were going with said, you know, it took over, you know, a couple million years for that water uh-huh. to make its way. And it created that canyon. And I'm like, wow, something wow. that forms takes shape of whatever it's in. If it's a glass or wow. a rock, you know, like over those years, that's that water substance actually created that entire canyon. I was like, wow, that's the power of persistence. <laughs> wow. I love that. that yeah. That's that's totally true. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. Enough. So I want to dive in a little bit more um, about Community and Individual Development Association um, and some of the stuff you guys have been doing. You've had a lot of praise. You know, you did, I, I think you, you started a program with Richard Branson. Um, you've gotten praise from Opal Rinfi. Um, and, you know, you talk about this as being a a model um, that you want to offer holistic education. And I know you're part of, uh, you helped, is it co-founded the Maharishi Institute? That, that's right. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that, that's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I came across them years ago when I really, when I dove into transcendental meditation, I looked at all the science behind it to convince myself of doing this. And I was so excited about everything that I found that I created a PDF with all these excerpts and links and I sent it to all my family. Like, you guys got to do this. Amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, awesome. All right. So I don't want to get off track here, but I just, yeah. So, so when you were starting this, you had this vision. I mean, what was the greatest challenge? I mean, I, I can't even fathom. Okay, I want to bring free education to these kids. Where do you start? Yes. How do you start yeah. this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's exactly right, Adam. And 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 it is a journey. So um, I can I'll describe that briefly. But yeah. I'll just start off quickly with what we do do. And so over, over the last sixteen years, um, we've been creating the free tertiary education movement in South Africa. So tertiary level, obviously, you have your primary level, secondary level of education, then. Tertiary would be university or college mm-hmm. and and in in our country and we did a lot of research around the world um, what what we found is in you know in the 21st century you're not going to really prepare people in, especially in this world of like growing artificial intelligence where you know with robotics and machines getting smarter and smarter and smarter if if we don't make human beings smarter and if we don't let human beings evolve and really grow um, you, you know they're just going to be left behind in the economy they're just going to be irrelevant they won't be able to make an income uh, look after themselves their basic needs and so on. So, whereas tertiary education, maybe for our parents, was more of a luxury, um, you know, really for this generation, and, and it's not just, you know, getting a college degree, but you have to be learning at high speed. I mean, you've got to be up to date with this technological revolution. You've got to be up to date with, you know, engineering, with everything that's going on, you know, multidisciplinary thinking, problem solving, you know, etc., et etc. Et and when apartheid ended in South Africa, and, you know, there was just devastation, the education system had been destroyed for black people in the country um you know millions of people had never studied mathematics etc there was a tiny tiny number of black people in south africa who had been through university um you know because they were just excluded uh, you know literally because of racism and the color of their skin and and uh so so we, we got this little idea in 1999 or 2000 because even the public government funded universities were extremely expensive i mean inaccessible to the vast majority of the population 
education. And we just got this idea, could we create the first free university in the country? And of course, we had no building, we had no books, we had no money, yeah. we had no accreditation, we had no software. And, and while we are great believers in the power of technology and distance education, which we really are, and I mean, technology is getting better and better and better with um, you know how you can deliver education effectively. And again, they're going to be leveraging more and more artificial intelligence, virtual reality, augmented reality, everything else, you know, changing a lot. But there's nothing to touch that kind of just face-to-face -face human interaction of, of kids coming into a place together, going through a shared set of experiences, you know, growing their knowledge, skills, competencies, et cetera, and getting a qualification that's accredited and recognized, you know, and helping them get into jobs that are going to be way higher level in the economy. So what we've done over these years is we've helped to create six of these free um, universities or colleges. Um, you know, the ones in Johannesburg that we've started, we've now educated over 18,000 kids, um, you know, put, put them through you know, either full college degree or part um, some kind of qualification to get a job and we've got them into employment um, and, and alongside that about 10, 11 years ago, we started with Richard Branson. Um, this Branson, uh, started as the Branson School of Entrepreneurship, became yeah. the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. And, you know, I've trained about 5,000 entrepreneurs through through that. Um, what, what's exciting is that the kids that we work with, 70% of them couldn't get into a public college. They don't have good enough marks coming out of the school system. And, and also, they don't have any money. They're coming from families with no money, so they can't pay and they couldn't get in academically. And what we've proven, and we've done this now, as I say, thousands and thousands of times, is we've shown that these kids that are written off by society, excluded, yeah. you know, they think they're not smart enough, we show that with the right kind of program that has got the kind of emotional intelligence development, the life skills, the soft skills, it's loving, it's respectful, it's a process of healing and growth, um, you know, that you can really develop these kids to become highly competent stars in society and very successful, you know, in business and technology, you know, um, it, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. we, we keep track of these graduates and our graduates today earn over a billion rand in combined salaries. We estimate that they're um, going to earn over 26 billion in their working careers. Yeah. Um, you know, that's money that's going back into the hands of poor families. Yeah. And, and our target is to develop 100,000 leaders like this and ultimately to put a trillion rand, about $100 billion back into the hands <laughs> of the poor wow. through, them, through them earning it, through them earning it, um, you know, taking kids that are thrown away by society and saying, you know, you are a genius waiting to happen. You've got the same power and intelligence, you know, and abilities that anyone else who's driving a Porsche next to you or living in that nice big house. Right, it's just, you've right. never had the right kind of opportunities for development, the right kind of loving, supportive environment. You know, many kids growing up in terribly harsh uh, uh, situations yep. and, you know, so many emotional issues and, and things like that. So what we recognized, and I think what we've done well and this is what's so amazing about the Marishi system of education is that a human being is a human being and it starts with being and it's not we're not human doings or human knowings and we're also not just an intellect and often when you go to college you know it's just all that matters is your intellect can you like your mind and your intellect can you learn some stuff you know can you memorize some stuff can you go write some exams and you know can you get, get a pass grade and, and you get a college degree it doesn't make you great and it doesn't help you heal inside and, 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 and so on. And what we realized is that if we could take these kids who actually have got massive potential and a tremendous hunger to get ahead with their lives, and, and, and if we could 
help them as whole human beings find themselves and wake up and become conscious individuals and give them a whole bunch of skills and things like that, the chances are they'd be able to go on and do extraordinary things with their lives. And we have been just overwhelmed with with what these kids have done and I mean I could give you hundreds and hundreds of stories that would take weeks and weeks and weeks but this is why I love what we do because you know these beautiful beautiful kids that no one wants to be near or work with or give them the time of day um, you know now becoming leaders in society in every sector of the economy and government and civil society and uh, yeah and, and, and that's it so, so, so that, that is what we do and as I say we started from nothing and um, you know and we're building it up and and our dream is to take it uh, all across Africa and um, all across South Africa and yeah. other developing countries um, because, because it brings change. It brings employment. It brings dignity. 98% of our graduates are employed. They get fantastic jobs. Companies like Accenture, Deloitte, uh, you know, Google, you name it. I mean, we've got graduates working everywhere and uh, and, and what a thrill to see, the, see them achieve it. Yeah. And I mean, you're overcoming, you know, conditions, the environment conditions that we grow up in really shape you know who we are and those types of you know the behaviors that we have and things like that so you're overcoming not just lack of education you're overcoming you know um probably a lot of challenges like you said emotional and just poor upbringing and and you have to like break down those barriers in addition to educating which is just incredible yeah, 100%. And Adam, I mean, these, these young people come to us and, you know, the level of anger and hurt, I mean, just oh, terrible hurt, yeah, you know, and pain and fear and anxiety and, and, and so on. And I always just say, you know, to, to bang those kids into a classroom and just teach them statistics or yeah. economics or something, it is, it's almost like a cruelty to life, you know, you think you help <laughs> them, but you're cruel almost, for anyone. <laughs> it's cruel, it's cruel for, it's cruel for anyone, that's for sure. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I love that you're taking a holistic approach. It's about teaching how to to create a life, not just how to get a job per se. I think the holistic approach is important, you know, understanding yourself, um, you know, managing your emotions, um, you know, how to center yourself, all these things that you're you're into That's with, it. you know, transcendental meditation, but just huge components of like living life and appreciating life and believing in yourself. Um, really amazing yeah. to see, yeah, what you're doing. And I can see, obviously, why you've gotten so much praise. And, you know, so congratulations on bringing that vision to such a, a great point. Now, is your was this where you are today? Was that your original vision or have you exceeded and evolved beyond your original vision? OK, um, I, I think I think our original vision, Adam, was, uh, you know, we, we, we started off working in these kind of inner city, uh, we call them townships, they're like squatter camps or informal settlements, uh, started working in schools and we were actually implementing TM in these schools and having unbelievably good results, just like organizations like the David Lynch Foundation having in the U.S. with a quiet time program and, you know, Marish University of Management in the U.S. and so on and across India and South America and so on, having amazing results. But we were finding that, you know, kids were coming out of the high school system and they had no money. They, uh, yeah. uh, you know, they had no real opportunity to pursue a meaningful career. And it started to become heartbreaking. And, you know, we were thinking if this kid was born in a different zip code, um, you know, th this kid would go on and become a chartered accountant and engineer, you know, et cetera. But this kid being born with where he's born is going to do nothing with his life, you know, 
and 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 I, I mean a lot of negative stuff is going to happen to this kid because uh, you know it's just unfortunate where he happens to grow up in the family and you know all, all, all that situation yeah. so we, we just started with this idea of could we take you know these very disadvantaged kids with so many problems and issues in their lives and could we prove to society that they're just as good as anybody else if not better and um, it was just kind of that basic impulse just yeah. a basic basic impulse is that these kids that we think are such a liability in society you know could, could we prove to society they're going to be your next ceo of microsoft you know right they're going to be like any anything you know that that that, that they want to be because if that's possible then it tells you that everything we're doing around societal development could be different because then instead of creating all these services around a dysfunctional population let's just change the dysfunctionality because people don't have to be dysfunctional yeah. everybody wants to progress and succeed and be valued and you know have a job and have dignity i mean no nobody doesn't want that kind of stuff you know of course. and so, so that, that's what we set out to do and so how exactly it was going to take form i mean i think has evolved over time and then we saw you know this massive opportunity in the university sector because there were government public schools that were free but there were no free universities and we were just seeing millions and millions of kids hitting the streets with nothing to do with their lives and you know, just researching the unemployment and just yeah. researching the massive need for higher levels of education to be, you know, kind of economically competitive in the world today. And then we just said, this is a no-brainer. We're going to start this thing whether government supports us or not. And we actually approached government in the beginning. They, of course, turned us down. We approached private sector. They turned us down. Everybody thought it's a dumb idea. It's not going to work. It's, really? it's not going to make it. Yeah, sure. And I mean, um, you know, everybody said, how are you going to create a free university? They said, even even the government that puts billions and billions and billions of dollars into this every year is unable to create free universities. In fact, the public universities are always about to close down because they so desperately need more public funding and more student yeah. funding and, and, and all that kind of thing. So how are you going to do it? And, and, and like any social entrepreneur finds that when you start with nothing, it's actually your greatest advantage because if somebody came along and said, here's a billion dollars, we would have just tried to create another Harvard. But if somebody said, um, you know, what do you think of this idea to help these kids prove that they can achieve something with their lives? Uh, you know, can, can you think of new ways to, to create something like that? I mean, we, we've just been able to rethink and reinvent every part of the value chain. And that is where you're actually fortunate because everything great starts from nothing. Yeah. And, you know, people always tell you, you know, uh, you know, you can't make money unless you've got money. You can't achieve anything unless you've already got a base, you know, things like that. That is totally untrue. And you look at like most successful people, you know, Richard Branson's built 300 businesses out of thin air and he's challenged every kind of major industry you can think of. And why? Because it is about being awake and thinking in new ways and, you know, convincing people and showing leadership and trying new things and being persistent and all the stuff we were talking about. So th th that's just right. really what we wanted to do. We wanted to, you know, I create this thing out of nothing in a totally new way, um, take kids that nobody believed in and, and just prove it's possible. And I ultimately think we are going to create a way, way, way better education system than, than the kind of prevailing status quo. And, you know, it sure. take us a few more years and all of that. Uh, but there is so much that can be fixed in our existing education system. In many ways, it's very broken. I think Bernie Sanders will agree with you.
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, <laughs> very true. Um, you know, everyone tells him he's crazy too for wanting to try to adopt a, f- a free university model. But um, you know, I, I get it. I get the resistance. People only know what they know, and they can't wrap their head around something that hasn't been done before. That's it. And Adam, I tell you why it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer because. Any government in the world runs, they have no money of their own. The U.S. government doesn't really have their own money. They get their money from the tax base. So who's the tax base? It's the citizens. The government is nothing without the citizens. The citizens pay for the government. And so if the government goes out of its way to educate and develop the citizens so that they can become economically viable, the citizens make a whole ton of money, which is great for them. But a big percentage of that ton of money, 40% or whatever it is, comes back to the government. So it is just completely short-sighted for a government not to provide education to the poor. It is just so dumb because they're shooting themselves in the foot and, and they should be doing everything possible rather than arms and weapons and nonsense and stupidity um you you know they should be creating you know just the most highly educated capable competent you know uh nation and and everybody's gonna be rolling in money you know everybody's gonna be so successful You know, I listened to a guy on um, Larry King in 1974, and he said, you know, the idea of a nuclear arms race is the dumbest thing you can ever imagine, and how we're just kind of investing our time and resources in the wrong areas. And you're right. I mean, you're saying the same thing, essentially, and it is, it's, it's, I see that stuff, and I can sit here and go off on a tangent about this with you for a long time, (laughs) but it's complete insanity when I look at what's going on and the reasons for it, the reasons based on like our system structures it just yeah. drives me crazy. <laughs> it does. It's totally. It's, it's lose lose. It, it's just. It's just. It maintains a status quo that is just so partial for what it could be. It yep. keeps a few people powerful, successful, you know, and some of your superstar achievers become, you, you, you know, like I, I always say, the kind of prevailing model. If I even if I look at you know the top universities in the world, you know, and we could name them, and they're brilliant schools, but what I call it is genius in genius out you know you bring you bring in geniuses and you don't have to do anything you just send TAs to go and like go kind of mind them you know like um, you know tending the flock and they come out a genius and then you know wow but the person was a genius to start off with and like what's interesting to me is systems education systems processes etc that take a whole society where many people are broken and excluded and mm-hmm. functioning way below the level that they could or should and if you can turn those people into geniuses then you completely transform society and, and, and that is what we're passionate about we're just saying that you know everybody's born with massive god-given potential exactly. uh, but they've been through an education system that has crushed that potential it has just totally you know chopped off their wings they don't believe in themselves they don't believe they can achieve anything uh, you know it it has not really taught them to think or create right. or be entrepreneurial or anything. Yeah. And, it, you know, so, so you, we train, you know, billions of kids around the world to be parrots and 
puppets. And if you're lucky enough to be born in a certain kind of family, you will learn how to think, learn how to solve problems and, right, and, and right. things like that. But, but the world's not going to survive, you know, and, and, and until we start bringing up kids differently and change our education system, uh, you, right. you, you know, so, and, and, and then everything changes because, so, so the approach that we take is not industrial revolution education to develop people who can work in a factory and be good, <laughs> you know, civil servants and, you know, yeah. slaves. Inspiring. And, 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 yeah. What we're working to do is to create masters because everybody in society has the ability to, for mastery, mastery over some area, um, you know, of their life, their talents, etc., and and really to make life better for others. And when, when you unleash that mastery, and people are really thinking and creating, oh, I, I mean, society will be just night and day transformed. So, I mean, I mean, that's what it's about for us. I love that. I love the idea of creating mastery because as those people come up with, you know, a more grounded um, concept of life and how to be a leader in change, uh, that changes the structures and, you know, social designs for everybody. So now we start having people in high places that will, um, rejigger all the problem, <laughs> re-problem, yeah, problematic it. areas, you know? Um, absolutely. Somebody absolutely. said to me, um, I forget who said this, but they said our greatest untapped resource is the human mind. Um, oh, that's it. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely yeah. for sure. And I mean, that, that goes back to that research from Harvard in 1900 showing that the average person is using less than 5% of their mental potential, you know? So we've, we've got like, uh, I, I don't know, it's, uh, what is the number? I think it is something like 10 trillion brain cells. Um, it's it, uh, 100 billion brain cells. And then, you know, the average person has those connections like, 10,000 connections for yeah. each of them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's trillions and trillions of connections in the brain. Uh, but, but, but the issue is, is that those are formed through experiences. And, and if a person is having, you know, a very low quality education without the kind of experiences that really wake up the total brain. And there's also where, of course, the experience of pure consciousness is so powerful. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just the brain is underdeveloped. And so, yeah. as, as you said, it is, you know, if you want to know why, why this world is you've got global warming and full of suffering and war yeah, in the yeah. year 2017 you know all over the world and you know things like that it is because we're living in five percent societies we five percent people we're using five percent of our potential <laughs> yeah. we five percent fathers yeah, and yeah. mothers and five percent husbands and wives and you know students and everything else and so there is only one thing worth worth doing if you want to change society and that's why i do what i do which is upgrade the human resource because that is the greatest uh, source of potential that we have in the universe. I love it. I love it. And at that note, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, so we will wrap up, but I really uh, enjoyed the conversation. I could I could chat all day, it sounds like, with you. <laughs> Adam, um, yeah, I've talked to you too, and uh, it was a blessing to be on your show, and uh, all the very, very best. Well, let's make sure people know how to find out more about what you're doing. Um, if you want to give a shout, let's see. So anybody listening, you know, you can visit www.communityindividual.org and they have lots of great information about what they're doing, their impact, um, the projects they're working on. And obviously you can contribute to those things to help push this educational movement along. Taddy, anything else you want to add on your end? 
th- th- that's it. And I mean, or, or look up marishiinstitute.org and, you know, feel free to send us an email if you want to be in touch with us in any way. And uh, yeah, let's all change the world together, you know? Absolutely. It's, do you guys uh, take on like volunteers or employment? And like, you know, sometimes totally people... do. Yeah. We okay. totally do. And we're always looking for good, uh, good volunteers. So, um, you know, there's always tons of projects, tons of work to be done and, you know, and things like that. Cool. And uh, no, that's exciting. And there's even stuff people can do from the U.S. as well. Right. And or, or from anywhere. And Adam, thank you for what you're doing, man. I mean, like getting the word out about social entrepreneurship, the good that people are doing, yep. you know, in the world. And I mean, just so many committed people who give their whole lives every single day, heart, mind and soul, uh, you know, to change some issue in the world. And, uh, you know, it's it's really awesome. You take the time to to profile what people are doing. And uh, th- thank you for what you do. Absolutely. I'm happy to do it. All right. So listen, Taddy, um, like I said, I appreciate it. Um, If you ever need anything, you know where to reach me. Perfect. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. (laughs) 